Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. Well, good morning and welcome. My name is Pastor Brad and I'm the assistant pastor here at AWC. We at AWC aim to be down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways. Now, this morning, we are going to be continuing our sermon series on money. But before we get into that, why don't we just spend a few minutes in prayer together this morning. Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for this morning that you've given us. And uh, I pray right now that uh, you are meeting here in these homes, in these living rooms or office spaces or wherever it is, Uh, that uh, we're gathered this morning. And uh, so be with this message and uh, be with the people who are watching it this morning that they may be blessed by it and transformed by it. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Awesome. Well, we are continuing our series on money. And I don't know about you, but money is one of those subjects that for me is a little bit touchy, especially in the church. I don't know if you've ever heard of this, or maybe you've been someone who has said this yourself, where, oh, the church only cares about money, and anytime you go to church, they're asking for money, and it's money, 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 and it's sort of this corrupt idea, and oh, like, money is this great important thing, and uh, it it makes talking about money very awkward and kind of difficult and uncomfortable. So... You've probably heard it said that the church only cares about asking for money and wanting money. And okay, maybe, but not really, not really. But this morning, I'm going to be doing something a little bit different. Instead, I'm going to be giving away some money. I have here in my hand a loony. I don't know if you can see that okay. Uh, A loony. It's got uh, the queen. She's looking pretty old on the back of it uh, from the year 2019. So it's a... relatively new loony nice and shiny this i'm willing to give away now like we don't ever just give money away do we there's always strings attached nothing is ever really free you've probably heard that said before and so when i give away this loony there's strings attached to it i'm looking for something in return as well And so I'm going to ask you, and you can kind of just nod your head yes or shake your head no, and I'm not going to know your answers, so you don't have to feel embarrassed about what your answers are. Uh, But if I said, you know, I will give you this loony for a pen, you might say, yeah, that's that's actually a decent trade. I'll I'll make that trade. And uh, so you'll get the loony and I'll get your pen. Sounds great. Or maybe I'll ask for a stick of gum and you'll say the same thing there. Yeah, that's like a decent trade. And and really, it's because the value of the pen or the value of the gum is probably lower than the value of this loony. And so it might be a, a good trade for you. But then if I started upping it, maybe I ask for a pair of shoes or the hat on your head. You might be like, well, no, I definitely know that my hat and my shoes are worth more than this loony, but maybe you're willing to part with them because they're kind of old and kind of ratty and, you know, having a loony would be a lot nicer than that stinky pair of shoes that's sitting in the corner and maybe you haven't even worn them in years. And so it still could be a really good trade. And you might be saying, yeah, I, I could do that. I can make that trade. Okay. But then let's say I up it again. I say, well, I want the keys to your car. 
or the keys to your house and you're probably already like, whoa, no, no, like my car is definitely way more valuable than this loony or my house is way more valuable than this loony. And you know, the way uh, housing prices are going, that's definitely probably true. Um, but you know, like there are some houses, there are some cars, they are falling apart, they're diminishing, and maybe you're just so desperate for this loony, you'd be willing to give up the keys to your car, the keys to your house, and you might be like, sure, actually, I, this, this thing is costing me too much money, it'd be cheaper, you know, consider the price of gas, right? It might be cheaper to just get rid of the car, get rid of the house, and just take a loony and and uh, start over, I guess. So you might, you might say yes, but probably not. But then let's say I up it one more time and I say, I want your firstborn child. I want your soul. You'd be like, no, Pastor Brad, that's, that's too far. I am unwilling to part with my child. Maybe, maybe some of you are not, but uh, well, that's another discussion about parenting, I guess. But you're probably thinking, no, like that crosses the line. I'm, I'm not willing to give up my child. I'm not willing to give up a family member or my own soul. I, I, that's the value of that loony definitely does not uh, come close to the value of the lives of my children or the lives of members of my family or even my own soul. And that would be very much true. I would, I would agree with that. And I would say, you know, if you're willing to do that, there's definitely something wrong uh, with your thinking. But here's the thing. When it comes to money and when it comes to value, it's not just money that we talk about. It's trading. Trading is something that we do on a very regular basis. We trade money for goods like groceries and gas and buying a car, buying a house, buying shoes, buying a hat, buying a pen, whatever it may be. We're always making trades and in, sometimes money is involved and sometimes it's just bartering. Maybe you're trading uh, a pair of shoes for a hat or a pen for a stick of gum or a car for a house. We trade on a very regular basis. And so there's this uh, idea out there that money is the most valuable thing in the world. And I would say, no, that's definitely not true because we trade with more things than just money. And so money is not the most uh, valuable or, or useful or even versatile thing out there. And we know this for a couple of reasons. For one, currency changes depending on what country you're in. My uh, wife and I just traveled to Jamaica and down there they have what's called a Jamaican dollar. And at one point I had a hundred dollars in Jamaican dollars and they actually come in hundred dollar bills. And I looked at that, I was like, whoa, a hundred dollars, that's pretty neat. And uh, I went to uh, buy a coffee and I thought, you know, I've got a hundred dollars here. I should be able to buy a coffee. Um, but as it turns out, the value of that $100 Jamaican dollar is only worth 10 cents uh, compared to the US dollar. And that's kind of what they prefer. So it was basically useless. Uh, so we see this all the time where currency, depending on what country you're in, can have a greater or lesser value than other places. Here in Canada, our dollar is only worth 78 cents compared to a US dollar. 
I just checked those numbers yesterday, so that may have changed between now and then, but uh, that's kind of what the uh, average is right now. We also know that uh, money kind of changes its value depending on how the stock market's going or how the economy's going. And I don't know if you're a stock market player. I've uh, dabbled in it a little bit. I like to do the trades and uh, invest. And um, just in the last two weeks, my uh, stock portfolio dropped by almost $2,000 because of uh, the situation that's happening in Ukraine and sort of the instability in the economy and the market and everything like that. And so money can lose its value depending on what's happening in the world or happening in the economy or happening in the stock market and things like that. And the so money loses its value because of currency changes. It can lose its money because of uh, circumstances in the world. And at the end of the day, money loses its value to us the day we die. We can't take our money with us to heaven when we die. And so you might have thousands and thousands of dollars saved up in your bank account and you've got everything locked up into your mortgage and you've got all these assets and you think you're doing really well and then you're dead. And none of that stuff goes with you. There's this old story and I remember hearing this so many times and, and you are probably familiar with this story too about this really rich man who um, gathered all this wealth. He had all these cars, all these houses and he had uh, all this money in the bank and he had, he had it all. And he even had a bank vault full of gold bars. And um, he was, then one day he gets sick and he's about to die and an angel visits him. This isn't a true story, of course. It's just an allegory. But uh, an angel visits him and says, well, sir, you're about to die. And uh, we've actually created a new policy in heaven where you're now allowed to take one thing with you to heaven, the thing that is of your greatest value and greatest importance. And the angel gives him a briefcase and says, just fill that with uh, what you want to take with you. And then when you die, you can take it with you. So the man looks around and he, he looks at all his wealth and he thinks to himself, what is, what is it that I have that is of greatest value and greatest importance. And he figures, well, you know, I'm going to load this briefcase with a couple of these gold bars I have. And so he loads up his briefcase with these gold bars. And of course, the day comes, he dies, he comes to heaven and he's at the pearly gates. And uh, St. Peter asks him, well, what do you have in your briefcase? What did you bring with you? And he opens it up and there's these gold bars. And St. Peter looks at him and goes, why'd you bring pavement? Right? <laughs> so, and because uh, in Revelation, it says that uh, the streets of heaven are, are paved with gold, right? And so um, this man kind of brings pavement. That's sort of the joke. So the idea is that money is not the greatest, most valuable thing in our lives because of the way currency changes, the way stocks and things like that can change. And by the very fact that when we die, none of that goes with us. It has a zero value when we die. And so we have to ask ourselves, well, there has to be something that is of greater value, something that uh, actually uh, is meaningful. And so this is why we end up doing these trades. And so it's not just money and not just wealth that we end up trading things for. We'll trade other things. 
we'll, we'll trade money. We'll trade our money so that uh, maybe our car stays safe or that we have fun experiences uh, so that we have food and groceries. Sometimes it's not money though. Sometimes we'll trade things like time. Uh, we'll spend more time at work to gain higher status at our job. Maybe we trade uh, the health of our relationships to get more money uh, from our jobs. So we'll end up working longer hours um, and sacrificing time that we could spend with our spouse or time with our children or time with our friends just so that we can make more money. Maybe we will trade things like having uh, peace in our own hearts to kind of fill that with a void of like, oh, I just want a bigger house or a nicer car and maybe that will give me peace. But really you're trading away real peace when we do that. Sometimes we'll trade uh, a sense of clarity, having a clear mind or a clear conscience for just numbness. Uh, could be that we invest in just alcohol or drugs, something that just numbs us from the pain or sorrow of this world, rather than just face those things with a clear mind. Sometimes we'll trade what God has for us in our lives for having power and control over our own lives. We want to set our own destiny, so we'll, we'll trade away what God wants for us for control in our own lives. And really, what, we're, and what we end up doing anytime we do any one of these things, these, these negative things, is we're trading away ha uh, a clear conscience for a way of escape. We would rather just get away, get away from it all, and we'll, we'll kind of take whatever avenue and, and do whatever it takes uh, to experience that, and we end up trading away uh, having a clear conscience about doing that. And so we have to ask ourselves, well, some of these trades can work, um, maybe temporarily, maybe permanently. Some of these trades don't go the way we expect. I actually remember uh, an example of how a trade that I made didn't go the way I wanted. Uh, my father, as he was growing up, collected comic books. And um, at, for my 25th birthday, he gave me his comic book collection and said, you know, like comics, they're selling pretty high and maybe you could get a good deal, try and sell these and you pocket the money, that'll be your birthday present. And so the way he was talking about these comic books, I kind of thought, man, there, there must be like $500 or maybe even $1,000 worth of comic books here because they were, you know, selling pretty high. So I thought this would be cool if I could uh, do that. So I took this big box of comic books to the, uh, the local comic dealer shop in uh, Moncton. And I just asked, well, what can I get for these? And the guy looked at them all and he said, I'll give you 30 bucks in-store credit. <laughs> I was like, oh, no, that's, that's no good. And so the trade went really wrong in my favor. Um, and so a lot of times things like this will happen. When we make these trades, Things can go really wrong and really sideways and not the way we expect. And so uh, there's got to be something that we can trade that is safe and is low risk and has high reward. That's sort of the ideal trade we all kind of long for, you know, especially if you're investing in the stocks. We're always looking for the high reward with the low risk. 
And as we see throughout our own experiences, there's really not a perfect one out there that exists in this world. But there's got to be one that actually exists, right? And the Bible lays it out for us what that trade is in Matthew chapter 6, verses 19 through 21. Here's what it says. It says, Do not lay up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But lay up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys and where thieves do not break in and steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. And when I read that scripture, what I see is Jesus laying out for us the perfect trading system that has very low risk and incredibly high reward. And you might think to yourself, well, how, how is that possible? How does that even work? Well, what you end up trading is your temporary wealth. We trade that away in exchange for eternal wealth. And so here's the principle. Trading temporary wealth for eternal wealth is always a good trade. I'll say that one more time. Trading temporary wealth for eternal wealth is always a good trade. And so you might be thinking, okay, yeah, that sounds good. That makes sense. That's the, uh, the perfect trade. Okay, how does that work exactly? What does that look like? Well, when we trade away our uh, temporary wealth, whether that's our money or our assets, for something of eternal wealth, eternal goodness and greatness, we end up doing uh, some really good things with that trade. First thing it does is that it's, we end up receiving something that will last. One of the things that Jesus says very clearly in this verse is that our temporary wealth is subject to uh, moth and rust and thieves and basically can just fall apart at any given time. But when we have eternal wealth, that eternal wealth is protected from rust and moth and thieves and therefore it lasts. And we know how long it lasts. It lasts for eternity. And so that is the greatest uh, wealth that you can have, something that lasts forever not something that just disappears after a couple years or a couple months or even, you know, a couple days. Um, it lasts. It lasts so much longer. And not only does it last, it actually has an even deeper impact, both for our lives and for the lives of people around us and for the church and for the world. When we invest in God's kingdom, when we allow God's kingdom to be the center of our lives, it has a deeper impact on us than any amount of money or any kind of nice car or nice house or any kind of asset can have in our lives. And so because it has that deeper impact, it even fills a deeper hole within our hearts. You know this and I know this, we all feel this, this hole in our hearts, something that is missing and, and we wanna fill it, we wanna feel that, uh, that closeness or that meaning or that purpose in our lives and so we'll try to fill that. And too often what happens is we try to fill that with money and cars and whatever. But Jesus is saying that the kingdom of God can fill that heart, fill that hole in our heart um, in a way that these other things cannot. And so these eternal values 
Uh, they last, they have a deeper impact, they fill our, the holes in our hearts, and they also provide us meaning. Um, so many of us are looking for meaning in lives, and we want meaningful lives. We don't want to just be doing nothing and, you know, disappearing into some sort of black void. We want to have meaning in our lives. And so again, when we invest in God's kingdom, we receive meaning in our lives. And this all does, uh, sorry, these things all happen. And when they, when you kind of combine them all, it fulfills a purpose. See, God has created each one of us for a purpose. But when we're not living that out, and when we're chasing after things that are not of his kingdom, we end up missing out on that purpose. But when we stop doing that and we trade those things away and start investing in God's kingdom instead, we end up fulfilling the purposes that God has for our lives. And so that is why trading temporary wealth for eternal wealth is always a good trade because it lasts, it has a deeper impact, it fills this hole in our hearts, it gives us meaning and it gives us purpose. And so how do we do this? Well, the first thing we got to do is we got to check the value. We have to ask ourselves, what is the real value of the thing that we're investing in? So take your car, for example. It might be worth, I don't know, say $7,000 right now by the current trading market and so on. But ask yourself, what is the real value? Because if it's not eternal, if it's not going to last forever, if it's going to fall apart and rust, is it really that valuable? But then you ask yourself, well, you know, investing in a relationship with uh, your spouse or with your children or sharing your faith, what kind of value does that have compared to the car? I think much greater, much more lasting. It has that eternal value attached to it. And so we got to check the value with everything that it that we're investing our lives into. And so we ask ourselves, is this thing temporary or is this thing eternal? The, the value between those two things are vastly different. And so we got to see whether or not the value is temporary or eternal between the things that we're trading. We also got to ask, does this thing fill the, the very large hole in my heart or is it really just giving me a, a temporary uh, sort of pleasure or uh, escape? Is it filling a big hole or just a little hole? Right? We got to check the value on that. And then we got to ask, does this fulfill God's purpose or not? Does that car, does that house, does this money, is it fulfilling God's purposes or not? And so when we check the value on all these things that we're investing in, we got to see whether or not it's eternal, whether or not it fills the, the hole in our heart, whether or not it fulfills the meaning and purpose that God has in our lives. And if it doesn't, we have to go, well, you know, like that might be a nice thing. Maybe it's a, a nice little toy to have on the side, but it is not the thing that I need to be focusing and spending all my money and all my energy and all my time on. I need to reinvest into the things that are eternal. And so we got to check the value to see whether or not we're investing in something worthwhile. The second thing we got to do is we got to actually make the trade. We got to make the trade. And so 
this looks like a couple different things. One is we, we actually give. Uh, it could be that you give away the things that are a distraction in your life or you, you sell off the things in your life that, you know, are not meeting uh, the meaning and purpose or holes and whatever in your life. Uh, we see this happen in the book of Acts very early on when the church first forms. Uh, people in the church start selling all their properties and all their wealth and they give it away to the poor because they want everyone to have everything in common. And uh, that's a really cool thing and something really interesting to check out. And maybe that's a direction that, that God is calling you into. But we have to give. And so that might look like giving away things in your lives or it could look like giving uh, your 10% to the church or it could look like uh, giving your time or giving your energy uh, towards projects or relationships that are meaningful and worthwhile. The other thing we need to start doing uh, to make the trade is to actually invest in ministry. And so that could look like a couple things. It could be you start volunteering at a ministry here at the church or in the community. It could look like um, giving money to ministries to help keep them going. Uh, it could look like uh, mentoring someone. It could look like uh, becoming a, a children's leader, a youth leader, a worship leader, or any kind of leader in the church. Uh, it could look like any one of those things where we actually make an investment in the ministry that God has in store for your life and for the life of our church and the life of our community. The third thing we got to start doing is we got to actually follow Jesus and make him number one in our lives. We got to make that trade. We got to trade our lives for the life of Christ. And so this can be really difficult. Uh, this means giving up our plans and giving up uh, our goals and, and what we consider to be ideal for our lives to start following Jesus in the way uh, that he has called us towards. And so there could be pain that comes with that. There could be a lot of sacrifice that can come with that. Um, Jesus never promised us to have just bliss and, and uh, you know, sappy love throughout our lives. Um, the, the path that Jesus walked is the same one he calls us to. And it's a life of uh, bearing and carrying our cross and uh, pain and suffering and sorrow and all those things. And so uh, when we follow Jesus, we end up uh, making a trade for the life that we could create for ourselves, for the life that he's actually called us towards, uh, but one that is way more meaningful and more purposeful. We have to give, we have to invest in ministry, we have to follow Jesus, and then lastly, we need to focus on people and less on ourselves. This is humility, this is um, putting others before ourselves, and uh, again, this is one of those things where when we trade away our own self-importance for the importance of others, we make that shift from temporary to eternal, from important to uh, from not important to important and things like that. So church, when we uh, want to make the trade, we need to check the value. We got to make the trade if we want to shift from uh, having temporary wealth for eternal wealth. So when you get home or whenever you get a chance, I want you to take a Sharpie or a whiteboard marker and just write somewhere in your house on a mirror or uh, window or wherever, somewhere you're going to see it all the time, just the word trade. 
to help remind you that we need to make the trade and check the value of the things that we're investing in so that we end up trading away our temporary wealth for the eternal wealth, which is always a good trade. Dear Lord, I thank you for this time. Thank you for this message. And I ask, Lord, that you would help each one of us to make the trade so that we would uh, invest our lives into the things that you have called us to and away from the things that we tend to fill our lives with that are definitely not of you. Pray this in the name of Jesus. Amen. Well, good morning, everyone, and welcome again. Uh, thanks for tuning in this morning. And uh, we have a tradition here at AWC where after the message, we like to uh, have someone in our church family uh, share a little bit of a testimony about how uh, they're applying uh, the words of the message to their own lives. And so today I'm joined by Dwayne York and uh, really excited to hear what he has to share. Uh, we talked this morning about uh, giving up earthly pleasures, earthly treasures, for eternal uh, treasures instead. And so we're making those trades and Dwayne is uh, applying that principle to his life. And uh, I'm gonna give it, hand it over to Dwayne. He's gonna share a little bit about the kind of trades that he's making in his life to uh, invest in something that is eternal and for God's kingdom, so. Hi, <clears throat> I saw the brochure from Evan um, dealing with World Hope International for a trip to Bosnia. Uh, it's dealing with an English uh, camp. And um, I, I've always had likings to, to mission. Um, I've always wanted to be able to find ways to serve God more. And I've decided that this is what I want to do. <clears throat> um, one of the aspects I like of this is that um, it's a camp style. Um, I'm more comfortable in a group setting, and uh, um, this will be also out of my comfort zone. I'm not running the sound or the visual this time, so I'll be actually working with people, which is going to be challenging. Um, I, I want to be able to have these kids know, hear about God um, through this program, um, that, and that it will make an impact on, on the community. Um, I'm praying that these kids and families will be able to make a connection um, to our Bosnia team uh, members. And um, I mean, like what we've had here, we've had camp, and because of camp, people come to church. So that's what I'm praying that will happen here. Um, the, the English camp is in uh, Livno, uh, Bosnia. Um, I'm going to be leaving um, June 17th and coming back July 2nd. And um, some, some of the topics that they're doing is having fun, be kind, uh, listen to and listen uh, from one another, help others, help our community, um, affect change and make a difference. And the goal that they have set is, is that these camps will give an opportunity to engage lost people. Find those who are spiritually interested and to invite them to discover the truth of Scripture. Um, we'll be working with up to about 30 students and they will be in the grade of between three and uh, five. And um, 
uh, these kids have a background from Catholics, um, Orthodox, and Muslims. Um, the focus would be on English lesson and activities focused on kingdom principles. And that can lead to a spiritual conversation. Um, there will be time of opening sessions, uh, game time, um, English lessons, uh, crafts, interaction, interactive learning, and then a closing session. Um, and so um, we're, we're hoping that through all these things that um, because it's principle, kingdom principles that um, they, they will um, be interested and that we can go uh, to the next step from that. Um, how can you help me? Um, you can pray for me. Um, pray that for me and the team, um, as we have this English camp, that people will hear of, of kingdom principles and that even these kids will be able to spread it to their parents. And then I said um, that the parents will have a desire to come to um, our, our Bosnia team and just talk with them and safety. And the other thing is, if God is prompting you to support me financially, just contact me and we can talk about that. So um, that's that. Thank you. Great. So we're really excited for uh, Dwayne and how he's accepted this call and how he's making this trade. And uh, our prayer is that maybe that encourages you to uh, take whatever next step in your life, um, whether that's uh, going on a mission trip like Dwayne or, or maybe like some of the other things, just uh, checking the value and making the trades in, our, in your lives uh, from going from these earthly uh, things that don't last to making an investment kind of like this one that is definitely going to have uh, tremendous eternal implications. And uh, we're just really excited for Dwayne and, and how he's uh, doing that. So be praying for him, as he said, and uh, uh, be supporting of him. And uh, let's uh, continue to cheer him on and, and uh, we'll, uh, we'll see how, uh, how God works through you and the team. And we're excited to hear the report when you come back. So very good. Well, thanks everyone. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down to earth people following Jesus in down to earth ways. Mm -hmm.